I gotta be the very best. Do, do, do. Like no one ever was. Do, do. To catch them is my real test. Do, do, do. To train them is my cause. Pokemon. That's too early. This intro is over. Searching. Karate, so inept we can't even <laughs> sing the Pokemon theme song and well, do it. Well, we gave it a shot. All right, podcast. May 5th, the date of the illustrious Oscar De La Hoya fight. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, sweet. Happy victory over France, Mexico. <laughs> like no one's ever done that before. I love Cinco de Mayo. Who can't beat a guy named Maximilian? Honestly. Like the guy, the reggae artist? Hey, fat boy. <laughs> I'm going to make you smile. I'm from France and I got beat by the Mexicans <laughs> in the true. century. He was part of the unsuccessful uh, Jamaican invasion of uh, Mexico. <laughs> he was too busy smoking the ganja. See, the problem is the Mexicans co-opted reggae and then made reggaeton. <laughs> and then sad. it was all over. Iri, Iri. I and I have been in Babylon too long, man. <laughs> Alright, so May 5th. What are we talking about? We're talking about the, like, this might actually be the worst thing we've ever seen. It's, it's up there. I mean, it's, it's not as, like, I guess it is just as much an affront because it's bad on so many levels. I really feel like we watched the least worst of the episodes, too. Because it's flanked by, like, the sadomasochism in the first two episodes is... Worse? You wouldn't believe that it could be, but it is. <laughs> Whatever. And then in the last two episodes, they're cloning Jesus. So it's really, the middle is kind of a lull in the story. <laughs> it's like, all right, we've progressed through it. We're in the eye of the storm now. If we can follow this Have home, we even said we what we're talking about alive. yet? No, it's a mystery. It's I'm... amazing Nurse Nanako. What, this was like one of the first DVDs that, anime DVDs that ever came out. Really? Yeah. That's a shame. I bought it because I didn't know anything about anime. And I was like, man, anime. I love anime. I was, I was like, this is not a lot like Serial Experiments Lane, which is the first anime DVD I ever bought. Pretty cool. Pretty dissimilar. Yeah. Very dissimilar, in fact. So Amazing Nurse Nanako is the story of a nurse. Slash maid. Mostly maid. Slash cyborg. She's a nurse maid. Cyborg? Yes. No, that's spoilers. <laughs> we what? ruined it. Sorry, guys. No, we didn't ruin it. Spoiler tags. Once again, I've protected you from something. Okay. The revelation. In, in Amazing Nurse Nanako, there's a house, and it's filled with some kooky characters. There's a doctor that all the women want to have sex with because he has long hair. And there's the old lady and the old man who fight with each other. And then there's... The Assumedly because they're old. Yeah. And they're cantankerous. There's the young guy who... Doesn't really say a lot and isn't in many scenes. And the Buddhist monk, who's a Buddhist monk, because that's... I don't know, why wouldn't you have a Buddhist monk around? Well, they're in like some kind of super secret hospital that's classified, which makes me think... And it's also a mansion. 
It's not, not a hospital. Really a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Hospitals aren't super secrets. Also, there's a psychotherapist. Maybe she hypnotizes people. She hypnotizes people. She has big breasts and, as is a classic trope of anime humor, is concerned about her age. Yes. Because she's 24. Are you serious? I don't know. She's probably not as old as the show makes it out to be. It's alright because the anti-gravity engine installed in each of her breasts hasn't yet failed. Which enables them to jostle in unpredictable and surprising ways. It's like in Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Like, they just go wherever they want to go. Literally, in the, in the eye catch, the, in the main menu, you op- it, it opens up and when it comes on, you see an enormous picture of Nanako sort of in profile. Yeah. And her boobs jiggle. are point. No, well, they jiggle well, they- when you select something. However, they're pointed different directions. How does that happen? Maybe they're like spotlights. Like Just- in Metal Gear 1. Like, you gotta, you can't stand in the spotlights, otherwise they'll let the guards out. Or she's Bajinder. Oh, sweet. And she can shoot lasers out of her boobs. Although I imagine... Lasers shaped like hearts. I imagine it would make it difficult to aim. I mean, the amount of movement that's going on there. Well, it's like a spread fire. Throw your chest forward and it doesn't arc. <laughs> like, in, like in Contra 3, when you're on the, the top-down levels. Yeah. So anyway, you know, breasts play... play. A prominent role a in the show, just a little bit. In fact, one could say that they're, every they're situation. Their own character. Well, they're the only. They're practically the justification. They are the character. Yeah, yeah. There's a doctor or something. Absolutely. Well, I mean, even the the Buddhist monk guy, he's constantly being embarrassed because, oh my gosh, her boobs are touching some part of his body. He can't ruin his spiritual purity, but this 16 year old made cyborg, it's always rubbing up against him. <laughs> It's a very complicated position for a Buddhist monk to be in. They, Maybe he's Shintoist. That speaks so much isolation that, you know, or some kind of weird perversion that you would be so focused on, on the breasts. On if, touching a woman's breasts that having them touch some part of your body, like not even groping them, but like, you know, brushing up against them with your back or like hitting them with your knee would be enough to like make you blush. Hey, Joe, wait. I think you just described all the Japanese otaku culture. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. It's like, I'm just going to walk backwards on this train. And if I run into some breasts, I run into some breasts. <laughs> It'll be totally by what accident. What are you doing? Don't mess with that. Oh, jeez. You're going to make wacky noises. But continue. Yeah. And, I mean, it wouldn't be so crazy if there was just, you know, her big breasts and then they moved on. They don't really move on. They just keep coming right back to it. Yeah. And in, like, sort of consistently more disturbing and weird ways. <laughs> it's like, you know, the show is a car, and it's driving down Main Street. And they're like, oh, Main Street is the plot. And they're like, oh, wait, there's left turn here. And then they make the left turn onto one-way street. And they're like, what the crap are we supposed to do now? And then they, like, make another left turn and another left turn. And they just keep going in circles. Further in more and more circles. Around breasts. Breasts are the left. <laughs> and then they make every left turn. <laughs> so they never like, make it out. We're never going to finish this road trip to cloning Jesus in the Sahara. <laughs> Was Jesus even in the Sahara? Does it matter? Well, the, Jesus is wherever they take the Shroud of Turin. That's what his DNA is on. <laughs> oh, I thought they had, you know, the... Something real. That wasn't made up in the Middle Ages. Well, whatever it is, like the peasants with their money. The spear from uh, the Lance Constantine. Of Longinus. Yeah. Featured prominently in Neon Genesis Evangelion, an excellent movie that doesn't abuse the Bible at all. 
You mean like uh, Spriggan? Spriggan was awesome. Spriggan was awesome. <laughs> I wish the Bible was People like Spriggan. People were hating on that and movie. Then, Nobody likes Spriggan on the internet. And I'm like, yo, monofilament wire. <laughs> it's not even the monofilament. That scene where he's running through the Turkish oh, that is like market. The best scene and ever. they have it where he like flies down and elbows the dude and kills him. That's like the whole movie. I like when, uh, when in that driving scene. When the guy who's driving around turns on him and pulls a gun on him. And he like kicks him in the face or whatever. I don't remember exactly what happens. But at some point the SUV tips over. And it like falls on its side and slides forward. And he jumps up out of the passenger side window. <laughs> and just keeps going. And I was like, man. I wish I was like that in high school. I wish I was like that now. Which I, yeah. I was probably more likely to be like that in high school. <laughs> now I got a bit of a belly. Yeah. I don't know. If I had one complaint about Spriggan in the Bible, it's that I don't think that the uh, the fish was 30 cubits long. How much is a cubit again? I don't even know. The size of a mountain? <laughs> Noah's Ark, a.k.a. Fish Rock. <laughs> Made out of some trans-dimensional material. Trans-dimensional rock, shaped like a fish. Designed to control the Earth's magnetic field to generate storms to destroy man for creating Amazing Nurse Nanako. And I gotta tell you. I think God's judgment is fair. I gotta tell you, those holographic dinosaurs when they're walking through the ark, totally sweet. Yeah, they're so much cooler than all the crappy CG that's going on in Amazing Nurse Nanako. Yeah, it's beyond me how they keep putting the CG in shows. You gotta know it looks bad. Your actual animation doesn't look good. I'm sure that, well, you know, maybe they couldn't tell, Dave. You know, it's kind of... Maybe they tore their eyes out. I gotta believe that Nurse Nanako was made by, like... The short bus animators. And everybody was like, yeah, this isn't bad. Hey, you guys are doing your best. We're putting it out right now. Nurse Nanako is the Special Olympics of anime. (laughs) And I understand that, you know, the Special Olympics people work hard and they train for a lot. But, you know, people still make movies like The Ringer. And uh, it's not exactly like the real Olympics. Mm. And that's that's the pool that Nanako's swimming around in the little pool. Yeah. She's basically outrunning the other really slow crippled kids. Yeah. I guess it's good if you're a crippled kid, but it's not really that much of an overall achievement. Well, yeah. It's like that joke. You know, what's better than winning a wheelchair race? Not being in a wheelchair? Well, yeah, but the punchline is being able to walk, so it's funnier. Sorry. My roundabout locution (laughs) ruined your punchline. (laughs) But, yeah. Nurse Nanako is truly awful. Truly. So... They have this cyborg nurse who, I got to tell you, I didn't pay attention to the plot that much. (laughs) Fault me if you must. So either the plot is that there was a real Nanako and she died and this guy became a doctor to remake Nanako. Or there's always been a cyborg Nanako and she's just too stupid to realize it. (laughs) Which, this is the same thing we have to come back to when we're talking about the elves and being 12 years old. And actually, we're being 100 years old, but looking like you're a 12-year-old because you're an elf. And elves age slower. Or like, you're thinking of vampires. Or vampires, whatever. What was that show that we watched? Moonface. Oh, God, that was terrible. Regardless, <laughs> like, there is no possible way that you could be around for this amount of time and still act like an idiot. Like, if Nanako's 50 years old... She would have matured somewhat. Yeah. At least a little bit. Dave, you are... She wouldn't be acting like she... Younger than her age. Because she acts like a six-year-old girl. You are constantly underestimating the inhibitor technology that they've implanted in her brain 
to make her this is the underage and the sexy forever. It's like finally a woman who's totally dumb. I'm so turned on. And docile. Yeah. So in the the first episode we watch, the doctor is given this gift of this, or he's asked to hold on to this guy who's a multiple murderer. And they, well, no, they want to check it out because they can't figure out what blood type he is because they keep on getting a genetic malfunction error this at the police B- supercomputer. It's like the A team. Yeah. He's got blood type B A. It's very rare. B.A. Barack, as they look into the microphone, there's a bunch of Mr. T heads floating yeah, around. Yeah, bouncing off I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Pity the fool. I pity the fool. So, the guy turns into a monster, because apparently he's a clone. And clone equals blue dinosaur. Yeah, I don't know what they cloned, but I gotta tell you. you gotta get me some of that. Yeah. I mean, I gotta... We get need, some of that in me. Yeah. What, what did they clone? Like, the, the thing is literally like a blue dinosaur werewolf. Yeah. A, where did they find the last blue dinosaur werewolf, and how did they break into my basement? So, they decide that the only way to capture the blue dinosaur werewolf is to well, this sexually is, molest Nanako. Well, this is... I, I don't even understand how they arrive at that plan. Because the blue dinosaur werewolf is rampaging around trying to capture Nanako anyway. Yeah. There's no... He just stops all of a sudden. Like, other people show up, and he gets shy. And he leaves. And so then they decide. Well, we've it's got the first time he's young. <laughs> we've got to capture he this can't guy be in front of an audience. We've got to capture this guy, and the only way to do that is to make Nanako scream. And we can't just make her scream by you know, I don't know, pulling her fingernails or you know, in pulling certain... her finger. Okay, Jack Bauer. Well, I'm trying. This to... is going to hurt more than anything you've ever experienced, cyborg. <laughs> Tell me where the bomb is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they decide they have to torture her, but they don't just, like, torture her. They also, you know, take off all of yeah, her clothes. they strip her naked and then threaten to jab her breasts with needles. Uh, what else? They rip also her. suspend... Yeah, they, they rip her. They suspend her over a cauldron a with those little, soup. like, nipple caps. What? Man, I must not have been... I thought it was soup. Well, no. Yeah, oh, they're boiling her, the oh, nipple caps. On her. It's like... <laughs> now we'll get you... Yeah. My mistake. Well, the stupid thing is, like, I don't even know why they put those on. Because later in the show... They show her naked. Yeah. But Joel. I guess that's somehow more tantalizing. Waiting is the hardest part. Every day is just one. The only time time there was a funny application of that song was in The Simpsons when Homer was waiting for a gun. Waiting is the hardest. I love you, Tom Petty. His new song is actually pretty good. Or the newest one. He's like 95 years old. I liked it. It's kind of bluesy. Um, I don't understand the point at all. And then. The final act of torture is the older woman pretending to be a lesbian. Yes, pretending. They yeah. really come across strong with the pretending. Since her pretending like, is Nanako. Turn you into a woman. <laughs> yeah, Nanako walks into a dark room, gets groped, thrown on the bed, and then the woman's extended tongue reaches towards the bell that's around her throat. Thankfully, it cuts. Right as the monster bursts into the room, and Nanako fails to shoot him with the darts again. And yeah, the this is for the is fourth time. They torture her enough for her to scream to attract the monster, and then she shoots the monster with the darts. And to hilarious effect, every time she accidentally ends up shooting her torture. Which, if I were in that situation, I would probably just do that right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, why do you even agree to this plan? Because, Joel, she is the perfect Japanese woman. It's like, okay, sweetie. We're going to torture you to capture the monster. 
There's not a monster. Yes, but we're going to torture you to capture it. Okay. Oh, well, dear, if you must, you are the breadwinner. I'll do anything for my little Sarah Larry, man. Genki Kun. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like. Nanako is a countercultural reaction to Japanese women getting jobs. <laughs> I, I said it. Japanese men feel disenfranchised because now they're not the breadwinners and don't get to abuse their wives, you know, whatever. They don't get to do weird mind games about how if you're 25 in Japan, you're an old maid anymore, so... I can't believe that ever, like, worked. How could it? 25, how? maybe if this was the 16th century, be like, whoa, like 25, 25, you're almost dead. All right, granny. You've already had 10 kids. Ten it's if, all right, only two... if you're lucky. Yeah, only two of them survived. <laughs> and they, they ate the rest of them. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but like, and it, after you watch this first, this isn't even like the first episode of Amazing Nurse Nanako. We picked it up midway yeah, it's through the third episode because that's the only DVD I had. Because he got rid of the rest, yeah. slowly extracting the poison from his household. But it's this house is not clean. The, it isn't. You know what's the only thing that can clean it? Fire. <laughs> Fire. Purify this that. house. <laughs> Nuke it from space. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> Just blow up the whole planet. Erase all traces. The, the worldwide flood brought on by Spriggan was not enough to destroy Amazing Nurse Nanako. Uh, it's just, it's so inarguably clear to me that whether consciously or subconsciously, the guys who made this show really hate women. I guess that's true. They might just be totally, I mean... Total perverts? Yeah, or maybe they're just totally pandering. Although, there is an evil... That lurks about the creator. I don't want to alarm anybody, but he's named Rasputin. Yeah. Rasputin Yano. Pretty Japanese. Dude. That's got to set off alarm bells to me. Yeah, he's the only, you know, Yano in the family who's got a Russian accent and smells like the bottom of a river. He's six foot four and has a giant beard. Constantly claims he can heal people of hemophilia and writes this crap in his spare time. Too, in case you didn't know. But yeah, they tried to kill him a hundred years ago. Did not work. His mission had not yet been fulfilled. <laughs> He's like walking on the bottom of the water like Jason in Friday the 13th <laughs> when he goes to New York. Yeah, Jason in New York. He just He's like walking across the Pacific Ocean from Russia. <laughs> Eventually surfaces in Japan and just keeps walking straight into the animation studio. <laughs> Slaps the thing down, his script down on the table. I wrote this at the bottom of the ocean. I don't understand anything you just said, because it was all in Russian. But you're looking at me with crazy eyes, and I don't want to die. And that's how Tanaka became the man who approved <laughs> Amazing Nurse Nanaka. God, that guy just can't catch a break. No, he can't. Wah, wah, wah. No, that, God, that sound effect should be the sound effect for Amazing Nurse Nanako. It's like every... Every scene in the show ends with some sort of pratfall. Oh no, like, my! Wah, 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 <laughs> oh no, my power armor just ran out of batteries, and I'm naked. Wah, wah, wah. Who would make power armor like? It's like, yes, yes, the batteries run out, and they're not wearing clothes. Obviously, okay, they're going to be encumbered. They're going to need to get out of the zone as fast as possible. How do, you, how do you, how do you get fast? How do you get fast? <laughs> All right, let's think about this. Let's think. Well, when are you the fastest when you're not carrying anything? It'll make them naked. 
<laughs> when you're naked, you're not carrying anything at all. Let's just say, for guys like me, it's a good thing that clothes aren't powered. Because I can barely remember to keep my cell phone charged. And you don't want to be around when I like forgot to like plug in my yeah, pants. Yeah, I forgot to plug in my pants. Uh-oh. Yeah, I can see myself sitting there at the office. Although for Japan, this might be the perfect invention. For women? Or for guys. They'd be like, oh, thank God. Her skirt turned off on this train. <laughs> Finally, there would be people who rode the train specifically for that to happen. Like, there's like so the much- little kid sitting outside waiting for his prodigal dad to come home. He's like, "This is gonna be the day. <laughs> this is gonna be the day." That mini skirt is melting away in a pool of oil. I don't know why. It's or like, retracting into a belt. Who knows? It, it doesn't really matter. The point is it's not going to be there anymore. And if you're really lucky, she forgot to charge some panties, too. <laughs> Maybe it's like a set. Yeah. That, if one goes, you lose the other. Well, the other stupid thing about the power armor is there's also... It's not like the suit itself. Like, it's not a black leotard that imbues you with special powers. It's a black leotard and then this sort of metal scaffolding that surrounds the body... That is also powered. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just get somebody a wetsuit and then put the scaffolding on it. It's like the... I mean, I do understand... Obviously, the leotard's doing something. Maybe it gives you super muscles like the suit in Spriggan. Gosh. uh, Gotta go back to Spriggan again. I don't know. Have we ever talked about Spriggan? We should do that. We should because everybody else on the internet hates it. Well, everybody else hates Get a Robo, too. Well, yeah, but even except people, all the people in our forum. Even people who like Get a Robo hate Spriggan. Really? I think your brother doesn't like Spriggan. Who? Luke. No, he likes Spriggan. Really? Because he maybe he's just ashamed to like it. Speaking of Luke, seriously, like, most fan art ever. I think we've got to be the podcast that has the most fan art. If not, then maybe <laughs> nobody else publicizes it. But we definitely have the best fan art. And I'm not just saying that because I was drawn as Briario. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, was I doing a newt? I didn't look at the picture. Actually, I don't think he drew you in that one. But I think the best wah, one wah, is wah. you as Mario. And yeah, that was pretty good. I did see that one. <laughs> that was awesome. You realize that someday we're just going to have to get those tattooed. I'm going to put it on my forehead. <laughs> and I'm going to put me as Ken and you as Ray on my cheeks. Nice. Amazing Nurse Nanako attempts to redeem itself at one point by having a sort of hilarious, not even really hilarious, but slapsticky moment where the doctor... Uh, cybernetically enhances a woman by turning her into a gobot, which is almost funny, and it would be funny, except given the greater context of Amazing Nurse Nanako, it's, you can't, you cannot laugh. You're so and appalled. It, and it's more, it's more than just the fact that this is some sort of bizarre psychosexual thing with him turning women into robots, which is a little creepy, just a little bit. Yeah. Now, you can have sex with a robot, and that's fine. (laughs) But your goal should not be to turn a woman into a robot in order to have sex with her. You have sex with the robot. If she's already a robot. No, not even if she's already a robot. If you're lost in space, and the only thing available to you is a robot that acts, behaves, and feels just like a human being, then maybe it's okay. But you can't marry her. Because God doesn't like that. Somebody send me up at this face right now. <laughs> I'm going to be just like the $6 billion man. Did he ever have sex with a lady robot? Maybe. He was in space. All I saw him do was tear off car hoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it. Like the, 
walking in from a long day being in space, like coming back on the space shuttle and taking off his space suit and the uh the the six billion dollar man never went to space. He was an astronaut. That was his job. And then he returned, and in some fiery crash, his body was destroyed. Okay, so before the crash, maybe that was God punishing him for having sex with his robot wife in space. That so was anyways, the 12th commandment. And remember this, Israelites. Just in case you ever make it to space, do not do the robots. Not cool. you got to trust me on this one. Yeah, but so Lord, anyway, what's a robot? He, he's taking off the space suit, and she's like on the bed in robo lingerie, and she's like, come here, tiger. And he's like... <laughs> wow, what is robo lingerie? That doesn't sound appealing. It's like all metallic and got all these sharp points. It's like the spigot from the Tin Man's head. <laughs> That's a funnel, Dave. A funnel. My mistake. A spigot. He like turns it on Please and braids more out the side. Of terminology. It's like this is the worst spigot ever. Why would I want to drain my brain? I wanted a heart. Now I need a brain too. And the scarecrow's like, "No, oh man, not cool." And then they both look at the lion. You got them, them organs in no short supply, don't you, lion? He's like, like, "Crap! Why is my power being cowardly? I'm defenseless." It's like nuts. I'm a lion. That dude's a robot, and he's made out of hay that can be infinitely reassembled. And I'm afraid of fire. Yay. But yeah, Amazing Nurse Nanako is really terrible. And it's really stupid. And really terrible. And offensive to women. It's even, like... More I'm, offensive to women than me. It, I mean, to put this on a scale, it's not as bad as Elf and Lead. And here's the reason why. Because no 12-year-old girls get delimbered in, during the course of it? That's pretty much Actually, it. Actually, <laughs> they kind of do... You that. hit it on the head. In I, this? I mean, the girl does... Okay, well, actually, I didn't even think of this first thing, but... You know, they do make a big to-do about the fact that this blue giant dinosaur guy rips the arms and spines and intestines out of the women he kills or something. Well, he did, they, were, they, were, they said that he doesn't kill according to age That's or true. gender. However, there was only one dead guy in those photos. <laughs> and he came in by accident. He's like, hey, Sally, what's going on? Oh, oh my, my God. Ah, dude. I'm going to kill you, but I'm really going to feel gay doing it. <laughs> so if we can keep this between ourselves. Just well, I mean, I know you're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, you got to think. Tearing off a little girl's all four of her limbs. Is that really a lot worse than taking a woman and turning her into a flying plane? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes, but only because. But well, the, only because in Nanako, you know, it's got that the same symbolism is there. However, it's sort of it's displayed in a different way. Yeah, like it's not like they have pratfall music playing in the background while the little girl is being ripped to pieces. <laughs> it's like, and it also doesn't have you know the the psychic retarded naked girl. Covering herself in the blood of her victims. There's something really creepy about that. Yeah, just a bit. Nanako, more upsetting in a Hooters kind of way. Yeah. Elfin lead, upsetting in like a weird, uh, dominating, yeah, sex. masochist, like underground yeah. cult from CSI. Kind of like 8mm stuff. Yeah. Like, remember that movie? That, that's that's that sort of where Elfin lead is. Nicolas Cage. Paramount of acting technology. 
The bees. I'm not the bees. How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? Oh my god. Dude, I can't wait to see what gifts they make from the movie next. Because that looks awful. Yo, okay. So, have you watched the program or the the previews for it? Yeah. And it says it's based off of Philip K. Dick short story. So, me and Alex, both pretty avowed fans of Dick. I put that in there for you. <laughs> oh! Woo! I figured I'd just get that one out of the way immediately. Yes. Anyway, neither of us could recognize, couldn't think of any short story that had any relation to this. So I looked it up, and it's actually based off a story I read called The Golden Man, which is set in the future about mutants. One of the mutants has the ability to tell the future, and they can't kill him because he can tell the future, and he eventually has sex with a woman and propagates his species. Doesn't and, sound so bad to me. What's wrong with that? Uh, because that's not what Next is about. Well, no, I mean, so the, the story is basically about the guy who can't be killed making a bunch of people that can see the future? Yeah, it's about the eventual extinction of the human race, as pretty much all Philip K. Dick food. How is that the sure. extinction of the human race? Because the mutants are going to kill the humans. Oh. But. You didn't explain. I didn't know there were mutants and humans. I thought there were only mutants. Okay, yeah, so. And Wouldn't that really, really like, weird? And he's like feral, and it's kind of this thing about you know, mankind's technology can't save him, and the beasts are going to take over the world again. It's as complicated as, you know, a 10, 15-page short story can be. But anyway, Nic- the Nicolas Cage movie is about, like, him telling the future and finding the weapons of mass destruction, and, like, replaying the same cut over of him, like, turning his head. Like, the only cool times. part that I saw in the I'm previous... I'm turning my head while I'm talking. Does my voice sound weird? <laughs> <laughs> the only cool whoa, part that I saw whoa, whoa. was uh, the only cool part that I saw was when the guy runs around is running into the hallway and he hits him with a brick. That's funny. The only problem is being a human being and being able to see the future. Wouldn't like, I would hope it's like a conscious thing, or I would actually hope it's yeah. unconscious. Well, I would maybe. hope it's something you have to try to do. Because otherwise, you're if you're say? like randomly, like if you're just speeding forward through time. You better wear a diaper, because eventually you're going to hit moments where, you know, I don't know, like, you slept with someone. So I just imagine, like, that just sort of, like, stacking up and being the only thing you think about. But it, like, sort of reiterating and living in that moment like forever. Like that barbershop mirror, like, where it's got the mirror in front of you and the mirror behind, and it just keeps going forever. Yeah, basically. How could you... You know, that's really... that They never addressed that point. Like, all these guys that can see the future, I mean, they can, they're can they only going to live for so long, right? Yeah. And they can effectively seduce any woman they want because you, they can go through it any number of times. That is just what I was thinking about. Right? How do they ever get around to saving the world? Just like uh, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Yeah. He, like, talks to her and figures out her favorite flavor of ice cream the next day, and I'm, like, sort of a rapist. But brilliant. <laughs> Is it really, though? Because he's discovering himself at the same time. That's true. It's a Groundhog Day was a good one. movie. Yeah, I like it, too. Not next. However, the point still stands about being able to tell the future and what you would do. About how awesome that would be? I would totally take advantage of that. Mostly regarding ladies, because I don't want to spoil it for you. Kind of what I think about a lot. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> no, but I didn't... And I'd be like, yeah, I love Renee Descartes. And this is me, like... She's, this is me, like... Projecting into the future, like tomorrow when I meet this girl, and she'll be like, Oh, Descartes, I love him. And that's when I get Kogito Ergo Sum tattooed on my forehead. 
And I'm like, the cave, bitch. That's the first thing I'm going to say to her. <laughs> the cave? The metaphor of the cave. Does Descartes really address the metaphor of the cave? Doesn't he? Yeah. That's well, kind of what his well, he philosophy played... is based on. Well, yeah, but I mean... He's... How can you know you're alive if you have no he's... stimuli? I guess he's, the he's... thought that you have no stimuli is proof that you're alive. Oh, okay. That's riffing off of... I, I got confused because Plato. Yeah, because it's Plato. an ancient yeah. concept. Anyway... Nanako, not great. Yeah, Nanako probably about as good as next. <laughs> probably a little worse because you know any movie that Nicolas Cage is in, comedy gold. I got that scene in Gone in sexy, sixty seconds. I'm performing it for Joel, but you can't see it. But when he wiggles his fingers, it's like okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be. <laughs> Forever recorded in the annals of history as one of the funniest movies in a movie that should not have happened. Like, I cannot believe that there is not a Nicolas Cage fetishism on the internet to the lengths of Chuck Norris. Because seriously, the people in this apartment have been talking about Nicolas Cage for like three years. More. I mean, when did Gone in 60 Seconds come out? Because that's really when it crystallized for me. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Classy stuff. Give man. it like, give it a couple years. I think we'll be coming it's back true. to this. Chuck Norris was really big in the eighties, so give it about ten years and one crappy Texas <laughs> law show later. I'm gonna be thirty five. Be like Nicholas Cage. Oh, I used to watch those movies. <laughs> I'm the coolest guy on the internet. You know what's funny? However, that's Gone only... in 60 seconds. We're going to put you in jail for so long, man. When you get out, there won't even be cars. We're all going to be flying around in rocket ships like... <laughs> that's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs>